In this episode, once again, we speak to the amazing Mariam Shoman. She is an artist, author, and a host of the podcast, The Inspirational Place, which is listened to in more than 100 countries around the world and ranks in the top 1% of podcasts globally. She's also the founder and the creator of the Artist Incubator Coaching Program, generating annual revenues in high six figures. The program helps creatives grow thriving businesses. And in today's episode, Mariam shares with us how having compassion for your customers leads to more sales. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the amazing, we have the beautiful, we have the charming Mariam Schumann. Welcome, Mariam. Hi, so glad to be here again. Thank you so much for being a guest again today, Mariam. We had such a fantastic conversation on Friday Feature. We had to have you back on Money Talkies. So, Mariam, everyone's heard once again your intro, but please, in your own words, Tell everybody what it is that you do. So I've been a professional artist for 20 years and now I coach artists and I have a brand new book out with HarperCollins, Artpreneur, How to Make a Sustainable Living from Your Creativity. Wonderful. And this leads on to today's topic, which is how having compassion for your customer leads to more sales. Now, that's a really interesting topic, Mariam. You know, you never would have thought that having compassion would be uh, be an interesting factor. But explain to us why this topic is so important. Okay. So in, in Artpreneur, I give a sales process. Um, I think it's like nine nine steps to walk you through hello to, yeah, here's, here's my money. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sale complete. And in there, I also give an overcoming objections chart. And the point of that, what I want people to understand, it, it's not about getting a yes at all costs. It's really about understanding the mindset of your customer and having empathy and compassion for what's going on through their mind and not making it all about you. Because goal, when it comes to making a buying decision, if I'm buying something from you, I'm not thinking whether goal cons, you know, whatever, you know, what you're selling, whether it's your artwork or your coaching package or your cake, I'm not thinking, is that worth it? Mm. I'm thinking, am I Miriam Shulman worth spending $5,000 on a fill in the blank? Mm -hmm. Am I worth spending this money on? So understanding what's going through your customer's mind will make all the difference in the world. So when somebody says to you, it's too expensive, Mm -hmm. I can't afford it, I don't have time, know that most of the time, it's not about your product being too expensive. It's about they're uncomfortable spending that amount of money. They've never spent that amount of money before. They're afraid Mm -hmm. of making a mistake. So all the things that are going through their mind is what you have to consider. 
Wow. Okay. And this is so, so important because a lot of the time, I think people can believe in that your process works. And then I, 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 this question I've heard multiple times on sales calls, I know you're amazing girl. I know this works for other people and I, you, you seem to understand me really well, but I'm not really sure if I can do it, if it can work for me, you know, do you think it can work for me? That's the question they ask. Do you think it can work for me? Right. And with logic that says, if it works for 10 different type of people, 1500 people, 100 people, why wouldn't it work for you? But that's a question that comes up very often. And how would you answer that? Okay. So this is why if you look at the infomercial weight loss world, they spend the majority of the time showing you before and after, before and after. And Mm -hmm. they're showing you when they're smart, they're showing you everybody. They're showing you old people, young people, men, women, black, white, everybody, because Mm -hmm. they want to show you like that it can work for you. So, Mm -hmm. and, but what a lot of us do is is that is what their thinking goal is like, will it work for me? But they may present to you, they may not be sharing that as their real reason. They may be saying it's too expensive. I can't afford it. But that's why you have, when they present those reasons from the beginning, you have to tease out what is the real thing that's holding you back. So it's super smart that you are getting to them to the point in that conversation when they're actually being vulnerable and revealing the real reason that's holding them back. And what we have to do, if you're selling something, you have to believe in your customer more than they believe in themselves. Mm. You have, and that you have to go further than that. You have to love them. You have to love them. Now, this is why I talk about the belief triad. So when you read a self-development book, you'll hear, you have to believe in yourself. (laughs) You have to believe in what you're selling. But so few people, if anyone, talk about you have to believe in your customer. Mm. So that's the belief triad. Believe in yourself, believe in your art, your product, your service, and believe in your customer. So I think that is probably the hardest one to do from all of those things. You can believe in yourself, you can believe in your products, and believing in your customer is hard because you cannot dictate whether your customer will actually do the work. It depends on what, you know, what for. I'm just thinking from a coaching perspective. So I know if someone follows my methodology and they follow what I tell them, they are going to get success. You know, money, there's no way money will not enter their life. They're going to have money. And I have a number of case studies to back that up, that, that something that, uh, that belief that I have, but you don't choose. Like I, I can think of one, there's, I've got very few people in my, in my life that, haven't um you know succeeded with me but the ones that happened are the ones who do the work and then undo it and there would be because i'm in money mindset they'd they'd be the ones complaining they're the ones crying they're the ones and they're they're the ones most draining on my energy and they're the ones that make sure you give them extra support but they're the ones that don't succeed so how would someone have belief in 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 their clients or the customer because you don't get to choose how they're going to respond but now you're talking about something else. So you're talking about what happens after the sale. Okay. So what, when, when that happens, what I say to people, so they'll ask me for a guarantee and I'll say to them, listen, you're the only one who can guarantee your success. Mm-hmm. I can't do the work for you. You do the work. Like they have to take the ownership of their own success and commit to it a hundred percent. Like, I don't know about you. You seem like the type of person who who does what I do. Like when I invest in a program, I'm going to get everything I can out of it. Mm. And so I make sure that I get the value because that that's that's who I am. I squeeze, you know, every drop out of that lemon. 
But when you talk about the sales process, what I see a lot of people do, especially the artists who I who I coach, mm. is that they before they get to the sale, they'll sell sabotage because what they're doing is they're thinking thoughts like she can't afford it. She doesn't want to uh, pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of us think, oh, we're, we're not we're not self-sabotaging. Um, it's it's very similar to the I like to I like to use the example from Pretty Woman mm-hmm. where have you seen the movie? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. who All right. hasn't? okay. So Julia, for those who haven't. There's Netflix. And, and by the way, if you haven't, why not? It's one of the okay. classics. Yeah, it is. Yes. But you can learn a lot about selling. So uh, Julia Roberts it needs to uh, is a hooker in the movie. And Richard Gere doesn't want her to dress like a hooker because he wants to take her to a nice restaurant. So he says, here's my gold card. Get yourself some nice clothes. Well, she goes to Rodeo Drive and the salespeople won't wait on her because mm. they don't believe she they don't believe in their it. customer. Now, mm. we think we're not being those mean salespeople. We think we're better than that. But every time we're thinking thoughts like, oh, I, I don't think um, she's going to want to pay for that. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to quote the price, but when once we add on all the stuff that she wants, she's not going to want to buy it. Mm-hmm. So you can't mind read. You can't fortune tell. You can't do, when you're doing those things, those all or nothing thinking, that's when you sabotage yourself because you're not believing in your customer. You're not loving your customer. And I see that as the biggest point of sabotage for people who are selling than the other two parts. Ah, isn't that interesting? Up until this moment in time, I had never put those two together, but I do see your point. So I'm, I'm going back to the movie now. And I know that in that movie, all she she was asking that question, how much is this? And this, she said, the sales lady said to her, more than you can pay. Well, how do you know how much I can pay? I've got the money. No, you don't, you can't afford it. And so she was humiliated and left. But how many times do we not pay attention to our potential clients thinking they won't be able to afford our services? And I mean, I, I've got a, a sales call that comes in mind. It was horrible. And sometimes this enters in in very subtle ways. Like you're, that's yeah. why you're not even aware. Like maybe you don't even offer them your largest package. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe if you have a low, medium and high and you're only offering them the low. Because yeah. of your thoughts of of your customer, and it, and I think it really depends on um, wow when you're the receiving and the other side, it can be very very offensive. I know that when I when I recently I'm, I'm going to share my experience of having a re, being the customer by the way, and going on a sales call with this, and I hate bro bro marketers. I have to say I've said this multiple times, uh, and there's so many of them out there. So this again is a is um, so sales rep for a very very big person. I'm not going to say his name. And um, I have my backup. So I'm I'm a very difficult person to sell to from these sort of marketing. I, I don't like broker marketers. Anyway, so we got on the sales call, but the, the product head offer was, was something that was interesting, YouTube marketing and so forth. And from the get-go, I had my backup. And it wasn't because I couldn't pay. It's because I'm just so sick of these broker marketers. Right? There's a different reason for it. Now, he sat down and he, he started and right from the outset, he goes, well, if we go through this and this, would you be willing, to, you know, so would you have the money to pay? And I said to him, I don't have the money, but if I like what I, if I like what I see, I will find the money. Now, I don't think I could be more plain than that. I'm not going to tell him that I've got 50,000 in the back and I'm going to, I'm going to pay for the service right there and then. At the same time, I said, if I like the service, I'll pay. He wanted me to say yes, because I think he, in his mind, he already made up that I, was, I couldn't afford it and I'm not going to pay. He didn't. 
actually get to know me without asking him any questions. Had he asked brother to get to know me, ask me any questions, you would realize that's not, you know, money is not a factor, but he didn't. And, you know, I I was, I don't know if it's the assumption because I'm brown, a woman, what I am. I don't know what the hell it is. He, he is from the UK, by the way. So I will add, add that in. And there is element of assumptions and racism that holds within white Englishmen here. I don't know. So it was a, it was a, a white lad. And um, for whatever reason, he assumed I didn't have the money and he wanted to make sure that he had, we, I had the money to pay if we were a good fit, which is the real wrong way to go about it. Yeah. So that is something I also talk about. And that is making it all about the transaction and not about the experience. And Ah. I had the same thing happen to me, actually, with a black woman from the UK. I wanted to work with her. I reached out to her and I reached out to her on on Voxer Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, I want to. And she immediately wanted to talk about the cost and everything, but she didn't ask me any questions about what my goals were, what I was earning, or invited me even to a, to that sales call, which I, I already said I wanted to work with her. I'm not a dummy, but she made it all about the money. Mm. And she presented the money, and I didn't give her the yes or no with the money. And it became very icky very mm-hmm. quickly because she made it about the money because she thought I didn't want to proceed because of the dollar amount that she was giving. I didn't want to proceed because she made it a transactional experience. Mm. She wasn't focusing on me, the customer. She wasn't loving the customer. She wasn't believing in the customer and it felt icky. Mm. So you know, unfortunately, a lot of those bro marketing techniques make their way to women, women coaches do or yeah. because that, that's, that's I think, unfortunately, that's the the marketing that's been when people sell. That's how they sell. So when the people right. go and learn sales techniques, they go to these bro marketers and it filters down to all the different, you know, when I say bro marketers, I'm talking about the technique. Not really, that's it's, right. It's not, that's right. It's not, just, you know, because just I, do it. yeah, because when she presented the money without doing the other p- parts, I was I backed off and she and because she assumed it, she kept assuming it was about the money. She made all her follow-up questions about the money, which only made the problem worse. Yeah. So it was like, well, how much were you expecting to pay? It wasn't oh. about how much I was expecting to pay. It was how I was expected to be, be treated. treated. Agreed. And that's Agreed. the part she didn't get. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. And I think if we start treating our customers in the way that if we give them a good enough offer and they have a need for it, they would find the money. I, I always said this, and this is why that comment I made to the, the, this, this sales rep. If I like what I see, if I want what you have, I will find the money. And this is the case with all, all, all people. I mean, I my my, my higher mastermind is, it's it's high-end. Um, and it's usually out of reach for a lot of people. But if I like someone, I think they're a good fit, I will offer it to them, irrespective of whether they have the money or not. And I'll tell them that I really would love to join, but this is the the thing. And if I can work out payment plan, so be it. If I can't, then I'll offer them something else. But I never back away from offering it if I think they're good people. At the same time, if someone's not a good fit, doesn't matter how much money they have, I'm not offering. 
because they're not the right fit for me. And I think this is so important for us to understand. I think when we come from the place of, well, how, you know, as you said, transactional value, can, we, can they pay me or not? We lose the, uh, the, the sight of the fact that we are here to serve. And you need to come from a place of serving your clients and working out, okay, is, you know, I know I'm, I'm amazing what I do. I know my product works and I know this would be amazing for my client. Then, then you make an offer. If it's not going to be working amazing for the client, doesn't matter how amazing the product is, it's not, it's not right for them. And you don't make an offer. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is where we lose out because we don't come from a place of how can I serve my clients and, and more think of how can my, how can my clients pay me? Yeah. Too often. Um, so how do we, how do we, embody this how do we cultivate this compassion into our sales calls okay all right you're gonna love this because this is all the money mindset stuff so a lot of it is going to start with your own mindset Mm. so you need to stop saying things like i can't afford it right and i'm sure you have you've talked about this on your podcast it's i choose not to prioritize this at this time i choose not to buy this thing like banish it from your own vocabulary i can't afford you know speak 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 the truth i know sometimes we're going to say that anyway yeah. just to get rid of the other person but 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 don't but only but be careful because every time you say things like that it is eroding your own money mindset yeah the other thing is about being decisive So it's very difficult to make decisions. I get that. But the more decisive you are in your own life, the more you're going to project certainty. And if you have a lot of people, customers saying to you, I I need to think about it, it could be you offer them too many choices, but it's probably also because you're projecting uncertainty about yourself, about your offer or about your customer. Remember, it's the belief triad. So you cannot project uncertainty about any of those things because they will pick up on it. The brain hates uncertainty. It craves certainty. Uh, and so that it's all about working on your own mindset will make you much more successful and powerful and magnetic. Awesome. I think this is really, really important because I think what you hit is a nail on the head. What the world, the way I see it, the world outside is a reflection of our inner world. If we carry uncertainty, if we believe it's difficult to buy things, if we believe that it's, um, you know, when we go to, for example, I, th- I don't think you can you can sell your service beyond what you're willing to pay someone else for, for, for it as well. So if I'm, my my highest would be, you know, my my, my mastermind used to be 15,000. I have to be willing to pay someone else 15,000 or more than that in order to learn from them. And to, to know that it's if I'm willing to pay, then someone else is willing to pay me. I think this is where that that mindset comes in. If I'm not willing to pay anybody else 15, 20,000, then why would someone be willing to pay me? This is what I found to be, you know, where the 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 the, the magic spot is. People forget that, you know, if I'm not willing to pay, I will, people won't be willing to pay me. And it's our mindset, which is reflected onto others. It's not just, that's talking in psychological terms, but energy wise, if we are not willing to pay that, which means we're not willing to invest that kind of money in ourselves, we are operating from a lack and scarcity mindset or a threshold mindset. Like I'm only allowed to invest a certain amount of money in myself, like maybe 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 or 20,000, maybe too much. Does that make sense? So it's- yeah. And the thing to- is, is your, your customers are in the pool with these yeah. thoughts. Like they don't have great mindset, but you can't, you don't, you don't want to jump in the pool with them because that's how you're going to both drown. Yeah. So when you have a, a poor money mindset, you are going to be 
willing to jump in the pool and when they present something to you like it's too expensive and you just automatically believe that that's the real problem instead of digging deeper and finding out oh actually her problem was that she thought it was too large and actually you offer a commission to make it smaller or whatever it is is true for you and your industry so there you need to tease out what the real reason is and not immediately believe immediately believe their money mindset drama that either they're presenting it to you because that's their knee jerk reaction or because, you know, that's the way their automated responses don't immediately believe their own money drama, because if you have money drama, you're going to be more likely to believe their money drama and not really find out what the real thing is holding you back. And that's why, Gull, I think you have those more successful sales conversations where people are actually sharing with you their core belief, which is they don't think it's going to work for them. And that is what a lot of people don't get to that part in the sales conversation. So for me, we're with selling art. It's people are, they're worried about making a mistake. Mm. That is really what customers are worried about. They're worried about looking foolish about either it's not going to work for them for whatever reason, whether it's a service or a product that it's not, it's not the right thing. That's what they're really worried about. When we make it about the money, we lose them because that's not really what they're what they're thinking about. I think you're 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 you hit the you know the nail on the head again because a lot of the time, money is an easier excuse to articulate than to say I don't think I can do it. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm able to accomplish this. Or, or there's something else which holds them back. I think self worth is plays a major major part in this as well. If you don't think you're good enough or good enough to achieve this or do this or, or or have this, then you will self-sabotage and this will be part of your your subconscious programming. You know, this is not the conscious action that you're taking, but subconscious way, you're like, no, I'll keep myself small. You know, I don't want people to see me fail. I don't, it's okay if they see me small now. It'd be worse if they see me try and fail. I think that is the assumption they have. And if I, and what people think, you know, I invested this much in my money. So this, that's another thing. When, they understand the value or the thing they do of, of maybe mindset work. I think unlike your work, this is more tangible. Um, this is not tangible. It's more intangible. So mindset work, they may see the value in it, but maybe their partner doesn't or their parents don't. They think, why would you spend so much money on, on mindset work? That's ridiculous. That's because they don't see the ROI and they, they don't have a way to articulate the ROI to their partner. That's sometimes when, you know, that happens as well. And And here's what I want to talk about again, the compassion for your buyer. Mm -hmm. Why do people say, I want to ask my partner? And the reason why is because they're having trouble making a decision themselves. They're worried about it not working out. And they feel if they ask their partner and it doesn't work out, they can blame it on it. They don't have to take full accountability for their decisions. They can blame their, their result on their partner. Oh, you told me this would be a good idea. And this goes back to what we were saying before, Gull, about how they're the only ones who can guarantee their own result. Yeah. But far too many times, I think this is a case more with coaches that I see. We take on personal responsibility for our clients' results, whereas you can only give them a process. They have to, you know, walk through the process or do the process in order to get the results. And it's so if someone's it's funny how sometimes clients blame you too. like I did this and you said it would work, but it hasn't worked for me. But how have you worked? How have you used it? You know, what's we done and how often are you doing it? You know, it's it's all all part of it. But 
the clients want to blame you and you want to blame you because you want to make sure that your clients get results somehow. Otherwise, you don't deserve to have the money. I think that comes back to your money mindset and your own personal beliefs around your worthiness. No? Yeah, it definitely can. Uh, I had a client recently who I told her that she needed to sell in person four times, four events. And so at our most recent call, she was saying to me, well, I want to go and check them of these events out first before I do them. I said, well, you can do that, Jane, not her real name. You can do that, Jane, but just remember you're keeping yourself in research mode and you're not going to make money in research mode. Mm. Like I'm reminding her to take responsibility for her actions of what she's doing. Like she came to me and she's paying me a lot of money to learn and I'm telling her what to do. And she's she is holding on with with her tight fist to her like procrasta learning mode. You know, she's holding on to it for dear life because she's afraid of taking those risks. So if we wrap this up now, how would you how would someone develop compassion or how would they work on their compassion? How would they work on making sure that when they get on these sales calls, they are presenting to their potential clients the best options available to them? And they're not sort of, you know, projecting their own limiting beliefs onto their clients. Okay. So it goes back to what we said earlier. Don't make it about the money. Make it about the experience. When you make it about the experience. So that works with everything. It's the experience of owning the piece of art. It's the experience of owning a luxury car. It's the experience of a bottle of champagne. It's the experience of your coaching package. Whatever it happens to be. Focus on the experience, the experience of having a gorgeous website. Don't make it about the money. And the money is at the very end of that sales call, the very end. It's not that you're hiding it. I'm not saying that you can be transparent about the money, have it on your website, but don't talk about it until the end because you don't want to focus on it. When you go into a restaurant, a high-end restaurant, you'll notice they don't have currency symbols on the menu. Do you ever notice that? You will now. You will will now. now. I will now. <laughs> well, now and that's because research shows that like leaving the currency symbols off the menu, the people at the restaurant will spend more money because they're focused on the experience, not the transaction. Isn't that interesting? I never noticed that before. But now think think of it. There are some. Yeah, you, know, you just there's just numbers. There's no pound sign before it. Oh yeah, and the specials they don't come to the table and say, uh, you know they. They explain the lobster with the this and the that and that. And they don't say, and it's 54 pounds. They don't tell you the price at all. And no, people no. will order it without even knowing the price. Yeah, without, yeah, that's it. The specials don't come with the price at all. Actually, yeah, it, it, and it's not on the menu. It's they come and tell you about it. Exactly. And, and they're, and they're giving it. you, and I love those little speeches, you know, about like all the little things that are included. I love that. So that, again, it's an experience rather than a transaction. Okay. So you can learn a lot from going to a high-end restaurant. <laughs> A Michigan five-star one. Here we, here we come. That's right. Uh, uh, you can tell your partner it, you're doing research for work. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, on that note, let's wrap up. Um, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest, Miriam. Tell everybody, how can we connect with you? Where can we find um, more about you and learn from you? Okay. So if you liked what you heard today, come find me on The Inspiration Place. We talk a lot about marketing and mindset. I translate it all for creatives and I'm sure you're going to love it. So if you're listening to us on the podcast, links for Miriam will be on the show notes. And if you're watching on YouTube, then 
down below in the description section. Once again, we will have her links. Go check her out. She is an amazing, amazing uh, mentor and someone who has 20 plus years of experience of teaching you how to sell your art and how to become an entrepreneur as well as being an artist. So thank you uh, for joining me. And thank you for joining me today, Mary. It's been a, first, a fascinating conversation today. Thank you. Oh, I really enjoyed it too. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to me and Mariam today on Money Talkies. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.